You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly fine. Oh I my sound God. completely 100% normal. In no way, shape, or form do I sound like I'm under the weather Greg, or possibly... God, you should listen to me when I say, hey, maybe you should stay home. I can't, I can't. Maybe you shouldn't spend I have your... to keep going, though. I am not down with the sickness, Greg. I don't want to oh, get it again. Oh, let's not... Uh, let's... Okay, A, two points off for that reference, and B, <laughs> I don't you were the know one who I'm was quoting. sick <laughs> last time. Oh, yes, you do. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. If you listen to our show a lot, you know I sound terrible Awful. right now. <laughs> um, and I know this. It I is am, weird. I never I realized. The weather. I never realized how much of an inflection you use when you're doing uh, when you're usually doing the intro. Because you're like, "Hey, and thank you." Blah, 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 and right yeah, like, as I go. There's a lot of projection and inflection that goes projection on. Projection and inflection. The Greg Nibbler story. Right. Yes. And right now, neither of those things are happening. If you've been listening to our show over the last uh, just couple of weeks, Sarah was out sick for two days last week. And uh, assured you know what me I did? she would not uh, get anybody else sick and that she was fine. I didn't because you know what? You know, I stayed at home and drank tea and I'm, did not infect anybody else. I'm going to say you didn't as evidence right here by what's going on. That is not on. me. There are so many people that have that exact same thing. There, there and you know are. that it's you that. not just me. I'm not like patient zero or something. I got it from someone else. I believe that I got it from... I know, like, I think when I got it, it was, um, like, the Saturday before my birthday, uh-huh. and I went to our one of our favorite watering holes, Landmark Saloon, and our pal Nick, who's one of the owners, always makes these big uh, birthday drink concoctions yeah. and brings out, like, a ton of straws, and everyone shares the drink. So he made me this giant drink. And so it's a big cesspool of It's such a cesspool, and he made this big drink, and um, it was kind of hilarious, in a crock pot. And it was just this weird... I do remember seeing that. I did not drink out of it, I don't oh, believe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I well, did, I, I did. I did drinketh of my uh, crock pot, uh, my birthday crock pot. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, that's when I was not feeling so amazing. Well, anyway, it is uh, now passed on down to me, the time-honored tradition of Sarah's birthday sickness. And so I'm, I'm okay. I wanted to come in and do a show, though, really badly today. Uh, so... We'll, we'll do one. I don't know how long we're going to go, but uh, I, will, I will hold on mentally. And then other shows on the network, we'll make sure to spray everything down. Oh, knock it off. I am A, I've been sick for like the last three days, so I'm not contagious anymore. It's, it's already happened at this point. And you are the one who gave it. So I think we should lay. <gasps> Stop blaming back me! The. Uh, that that part of it. No, okay. I'm just saying. Like, I think I'm. I appreciate how, like your stick-to-itiveness with work. I really think that you should be in bed right now. I will. I will go home. Okay. Here at some point. <laughs> you're fine. I know you're not contagious anymore. Okay. Uh, so, um, what I did want to bring up though is a thank you everybody for going to our website funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. Yes. The Amazon link is a wonderful way to support Fun Employment Radio, and we really do appreciate that. Like I am wearing my new uh, Max Star shoes that I actually got by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. And if you don't know what Max Stars are, they are a generic Korean. I thought they were Chinese. I was wrong. They're a Korean knockoff uh, Converse brand that I found uh, via the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is my second pair of shoes that I got from them, and I am just delighted. But I, I have noticed, I, I saw somebody compliment you on those. Are you telling people that they're not Converse? Yes. Okay. I blurt every time. 
You say it, you say it out. Do you actually? What's funny? No, because I because I don't want to like feel like uh, I'm pretending. I remember. I think I've told this story years ago. Where you know I was always kind of embarrassed because we didn't. My mom, my parents were like very resourceful with their money, and they're not going to spend like 150 dollars on a pair of shoes that we didn't need when a pair of 30 dollars shoes would suffice. You know? Oh God, yeah. So uh, like a lot of my a, a lot of the kids growing up, like I remember Doc Martens were super popular, and so I had lied and said that. My shoes were actually Doc Martens, but really, you know, they were just like some generic Payless brand. How did you get away with that? Well, I didn't, and then I got caught at one point because I cut off the tags from the inside because I had said, oh, God, like I didn't want to. Oh, boy. I know. It was just so bad. This explains a lot about you. So anyway, now, well, because I got caught, because I was trying to pretend something, oh, God, and and now I'm having flashbacks. Okay, what? Let's lay this out here. What happened? And then I remember like, like all my all the cool kids um, when I went to Catholic school. So this was in like '93 in uh-huh. Seattle. Okay. And they all had Keds, and my mom, but my parents wouldn't buy my sister and I. Keds. Wait, Keds were the cool shoes. Keds were cool in Seattle in like '92, '93. I don't remember Keds ever being. And cool. I remember I ruined a pair of my shoes because I was trying to like draw. A blue like rectangle on the back of one. It of It sounds ears. like you're you're blurting out childhood issues here right now. So I think so, it's because I've always been like ashamed. I, I'm not ashamed, but like I didn't, I couldn't convince my parents to buy the expensive shoes that other kids got. So I tried to pretend which like the were the probably cheap shoes. completely unnecessary. They were completely unnecessary. Yeah. But okay. then I felt like less of a you know less of a person. Okay, so you drew on your kids, which again I thought kids were like kids' shoes. No, kids were cool. That was when I was in like sixth grade. Those were really cool. Okay, so I guess that's a, your kid still. I guess. Uh, yeah. But that was the thing, and so everyone like had the you know the canvas. I thought kids were like Oshkosh Bagosh kind of no. stuff. No. Okay. Um, but well, I'm had, kind like, of a pinnacle of fashion, so I do know a lot about it, and so I'll, clearly I'd be the yes, perfect Greg, source for you're this. Just, I, I get all my fashion. Tips uh, I from thought, you. yeah, I thought kids were more no, like but an I Oshkosh remember Bagosh I was trying thing. to like I found a, a pen and I was trying to like draw the blue. Rectangle in the background to pretend that my kids, and I'm just like, oh, and I had to end up throwing them away because it just looked so bad. So anyway, wow, we just worked through a lot right there. So now what I do is I go to funemploymentradio.com, I click on that Amazon link, and uh-huh. I buy shoes to my heart's content, off-brand or otherwise, because now I don't give a shit if someone judges me over my footwear. Funemploymentradio.com. Okay, click on the Amazon link. Mm. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, it's being noted that yeah, kids seem kind of bland to be the cool shoes. That's uh, that's really interesting to me. Mm. Of course, you know I couldn't tell you what the cool shoes. Mr. Janky says, Sarah, my wife shares the exact experience with you. Exact kids and docs. Yeah, yeah. I could not convince it. My mom's not going to spend, you know, twenty five dollars on a pair of kids that are just like made out of like cloth. Yeah. No, I could not do it. I tried. Mm-hmm. I remember so my favorite thing was uh, when we go to Mexico because we would uh, go there. My parents had a timeshare there. My mom liked to go and like speak Spanish every year, so we'd go for um, about a week. And I would go and get all the off-brand like Stussy T-shirts there, uh-huh. and then pretend and, like Massimo, and then pretend that they were real. That's enough. Okay. All right. Fashion, big thing. Fashion, big thing. Okay, let's life. move on. All right. So, uh, uh, all right, we do have other stuff to get to. Anyway, go to go to funemploymentradio.com. <laughs> click on the Stop. Amazon link. Get rid of your kids' nightmares from being a kid. You know what? You're a grown up now. Go buy those kids if you, you want. Them. You buy them. You wear kids you all you them. want, and uh, we will not judge you in we any way, shape, or form. I do. I have purchased many pairs of Doc Martens since then, on my own terms, because I totally need them. Still working it out. Okay, stop. Go. All right. Well, no, anyway. let's talk about other things. All right. Well, we do have a couple of things to get to. So I did um, – I've been promising this for a while that – well, promising myself this. I don't know if anybody else really cares. But uh, I've been <laughs> – What have you that, been promising Well, yourself? that I was – that I would uh, continue on to my mission. So we've talked about this before, how I have a mission of 
you know, I own a house in Southeast Portland, blah, blah, blah. I do. But the house is from 1907. And a few weeks ago, I had that lady that knocked at my door and came in and said that she had lived at my house 60 years ago. And it's a real mystery, like, what's going on in my house throughout the years and how many people have owned it. I mean, it's from 1907. You can only track back so much online. It's not very much. And I I went in to... So, so talked to that lady and found out a little bit about when she lived there and decided to start tracking back the record mm-hmm. of finding out who owned the house. And I went down to the county courthouse. and uh, Wait, did you today? I, I did actually today. Wait, because I just saw, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to like, spoiler alert, well, but I, I saw gonna, Greg pick up a piece of paper. He's building. Well, I was getting to that part, but he's yes. He's building to the lead. All right, I'm sorry. So you did go to the courthouse. That's when you met. Uh, well, I went two down there. Your... This was a couple of weeks ago, yeah, when I went down there and I met, uh, I met the ladies down, the gals at the courthouse. The courthouse ladies. They liked me. I was also my gals. at the courthouse. Uh, I did not exist to yeah. the courthouse ladies. They were very, uh, they're very a Twitter over. Over they, they were very helpful. And they just completely ignored me. I was just sitting there like playing with pencils. They pretty much did the research for me at that point. Mm-hmm. And I found out like how it works to track back the owner. In, in the city of Portland, you can go online and you can track back a certain amount online that they have the records on there. But it only goes back to about like the mid-80s. And so I was able to track back to that point, the mid-80s of who owned the house then. But I couldn't find out who they bought it from. And so from there, what I did this last time is I talked to... My gals, my courthouse gals, and um, me and the gals, you know, we worked it through. And basically, what I'm realizing now is they did the research for me. Like, they did it, and then you submit for a record, and then they send you a digital copy once they look through. And didn't they say it would be, like, days, but then it only took, like, hours? They said it would be three days, and they sent it to me in three hours. I mean, they were very nice. I gave them all a five-star review, too, in front of them. We had a pretty good thing going. Well, so, so finally I had a chance to go back there. So I got this record. It said who this person bought it from, and uh, the person in 86, who they bought it from. But that's it. I only have their name. I have no other information than that. And, that, and you can't search by property. So you have to take that person's name and then search backwards to find the next person. Oh, boy. Well, this time, though, the gals weren't there. It was a guy. And uh, oh. <laughs> he did, was not going to do the research for me. And it turns out I didn't realize they were doing the work for me last time. But they pretty much were. Wait, so I just you got had, to stand so there. You just thought it was all it. that easy. I thought it was all that easy. <laughs> oh my god! Thought, wow, this is going to be simple. You just go from one person to the, you know, track it back. This will be no problem at all. Take a little bit of time, but I'll figure it out. Turns out, no, it's actually a lot of work to dig through these things. Like you have to scroll through these digital copies, and once it gets back to about, um, I would say late 70s okay it's not even printed anymore it's not even typed it's like handwritten so and so bequeaths this property to so and so basically like that i mean it might as well be like 1200 at this point but yeah it's it's like all these signatures and you have to scroll through the signatures and try and none of them are in alphabetical order they're only of like course roughly alphabetical and so you have to scroll through all this stuff until you find the person but you don't even know what year like it's it's really it's a, it's a bit of work. So this is what, why are you complaining about the work? I thought that you were already the country PI. I thought you were used to getting the job done. I'm not going to, um, <laughs> there's, there's notes in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you, uh, if you want to find and, uh, and, uh, subscribe, <laughs> it's six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. It helps us out tremendously, supports local podcasts and all the podcasts on our network. And, um, Let's see. Uh, Vicky says you should have taken Sarah with you on that trip. Yeah, might have helped me out on this one. Mm-hmm. Might have. Uh, Jacob said, is this going to turn into a story that ends with those ladies died in 1974? 
<laughs> That's funny. Oh, boy. Um, well, because they were different ages, if I recall. Like, the one at the front desk was a little bit older, and then the other, yeah. like, but they were both equally as enthralled with Greg. Yeah. They probably would have been grossed out by you now if you were, like, sniffling. No, they would have probably wanted to even mother you even more. Probably. Yeah, oh I could have played that to my advantage. Gross. I know. I really could have. I also, I just thought about that. I was the sick guy at the courthouse. I was that guy today. Greg. Stop going. Again, I don't think I'm, I'm not contagious I know, but at stop this point, going but... to places when you're not <laughs> feeling well, because nobody... No, I refuse to let it bring me down. Nobody likes you. Do you ever see anyone in the store, and they're like coughing, and you're like, oh, I hope they feel better soon. You're like, gross, get away from me. <laughs> nobody's ever thinking I just, like... I want to ignore it. Nobody's... When you see someone like, in public, as long as they, you know, if they look like they're struggling and like, they have to be there, that's one thing, but if someone's just like sneezing and coughing and sniffling and... I'm too busy to get sick. I can't. I can't get sick. It doesn't happen to me. And only it's happening right now. But my my philosophy on it is just ignore it and power through it, and then maybe it'll just go away on its own, or maybe it gets worse. And the worst case was when I ended up getting pneumonia because I refused to do anything about it. But you know, it's one or the other. Either I'll get better, or nature will take its course. Oh, you know, I choose. I choose to let nature decide. Um, Anyway, so I was down there, and uh, and yeah, it's being noted in live chat. Rick is saying, is he complaining about all the work the ladies had to do? I didn't realize how much work they were doing for me. I mean, they were pretty much doing it all for me. Yes. And now this guy who was down there, who was very helpful, he was very knowledgeable, very friendly, he clearly was not going to do the work for me, though. I'm like, so what do I look up over here? He's like, yeah, look it up. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's like, the way it goes. He's like, no, yeah, go on that computer. You're going to have to search through all the years. And he didn't even say it. That, that sounds more jerky than how he sounded he wasn't a jerk at all but he was just like very matter of yeah, fact because his like, job is not to do your job yeah you got you got to go do that I'm like oh so I, I have to search through these like do you have a database of them he's like same one you can do right over there and i'm like oh i love this I'm guy like, i wish oh. i was there i know and i the thing is like i couldn't be mad at him I, he was he was very yeah, efficient because he was doing his job he was he's doing like, his job the things that you can do i just got spoiled for a minute and i i realized <laughs> what that was like i'm like holy crap that was pretty cool Anyway, so I uh, so I did go through. Took a while of going through some records, but I found two Is more. That people. you were gone so long today? Yeah, I got a little caught up in it. I, I realized <laughs> because you had to do your own work. Yeah, this is glorious. Ultimately, I think this is probably going to end up cost. I think it'll be. I'm going to guess it'll be eight to ten hours before I can maybe track it down. Unless you're maybe longer. Unless your ladies are there. Unless next that's time. my that's my gals will work with me. Um, but. Uh, you know, they're very nice. They all got five-star reviews, like I said, for me. Uh, so okay. so I was able to track it back. So I now know the last the two owners before that, and I've only just begun searching their names. But I will say this. One of them, just in this initial search, and so I've got it back to 1979. So there's the 86th wow. person. The person before that owned it in 82. And then that person only owned it for three years. And it was 79 when it was sold. So the person who sold it in 1979, I don't know what's before that yet. So I don't know how long they owned it or any information before that other than their names. And um, I will say, though, the the person that uh, sold it in 1979, sold the house, was somebody – well, there's two different people. I guess the person that bought it owned a famous – place more maybe infamous place here in portland infamous what's the difference that you're thinking between famous and infamous well let's say is it the stuff of legends is it something that like there was a lot of protests about it a lot of protests about this place there was a 
I'll just say what it was. There was a fur company. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, when you said really protest, matter. I'm like, it, it has really to matter. be like fur. This or person like, owned the house in, yeah, 19... I guess, I take that back. They sold it in 1982. So, the in downtown Portland, there used to be this fur company, a fur shop, like actual furs. And if you remember through most of the 2000s, it was getting protested a lot. Was it uh, Langlitz? No, nope. It's a different one than that. Okay. There's, um, it's, uh, I think it's like Unger... Uh, I don't know. It, anyway, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. But this fur company in downtown Portland was getting protested a lot. And this guy was apparently one of the owners of this place. Oh. Yeah. And so he owned my house Have you found any, like, point. fur pelts in your, in your house? I have not. I, I Again, this is just very initial research. So I know that much. And then the other person... I'm I'm trying to figure out what their deal was, but I did I did see that uh, the person before them uh, is passed away. I already know that, and this is all just by basic internet searches. Like once I have the name, then you could find out all this information. And did that, they die in your house? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, no, they did not because they didn't own it at that time, so they did not. Okay. But this person was born in 1907. Is, is the last person. So wow. before they go back, I mean, it's going to be people born in the 1800s the more I go back here as far as who owned this house. So, it's so you be, have no more information except for like the two names of the people. That's how it works. Yeah. Okay. So if you're ever interested in doing this, which I don't, again, I don't know if anybody is, but yeah. It's, it's totally interesting. For, for the city of Portland, that's how it works. So they only go by names. They don't go by the property. So, so the, knowing the property only gets you a very initial amount of information. It doesn't give you a whole lot. So now that I have the, the names of these two People, it was a husband and wife who sold the house in 1979. That's where the information line stops for me until I go back through and search through all the records previous to that and try to find their name on a property deed. That sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So luckily, I mean, it's basically, it's uh, alphabetized in that you can search all the Bs, but it's anybody who purchased or a home in in Portland in 1978 under the name B, I've got to do that all the way back until oh, I Greg. find their name. Unless your ladies are working. Well, then they help me out. Yeah, okay. No, I'm so just saying is... that's what it is. If, if you want to know how it works, that's how it works. Okay, so, and how long did the uh, fur people live there? Fur people lived there for three years. Three years, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I think it was three years if I have it right. It, it is confusing. Maybe, yeah, yeah, three years. Okay. Three years, they owned it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway. now you just so now since you got this information, like it seems like a lot of work. So it since is. you have all of this, now you take what you have now and then you go back again. I go back again. Yeah, and I take the names of these two people, whose last name was uh, Bushu, who owned it in 1979. So the Bushus, I've got to go back through and fi- figure out when they bought it, and then I'll know who they bought it from, and then it starts all over again. Oh. Okay. But I, like I said, the problem is you, the further you go back on these, it's all handwritten records. So, I mean, it's it may be a difficult thing to figure out who actually owned it, but I'm going to try. Oh, you're going to do it, Greg. I'm going to try. I have faith. There's a lot of weird... I mean, I just want to know, like, the stories of all these people who have lived in well, my house. Well, because you know where you're eventually getting to, because you know the woman who came to visit you, her last name. Yeah, but that's only midway through. Yeah. So, and I, mean, I don't know if she... Own, I haven't asked her if her father owned it or if they were renting it. I don't really know. Huh. Because they could have been running it from somebody. Oh, you should ask her. Yeah, I'll ask her. But either way, mm-hmm. that's how it's got to work. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, continues. that's what it is. The journey continues. I'm going to put together a whole thing, though. 
about these people because it's fascinating. It is like the people that owned it in the eighties. I already know were arrested multiple times because I can you can track their records. They're still around. Um, yeah, and then there's or like some, drugs or something, right? Drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Multiple so felonies. Fur, so you've multiple had like felonies. like a giant. So you've had fur people in there. Fur people. You've had drug dealers. Drug dealers. Um, and I don't know what else I'm going to find. I just oh, I have no idea. Okay. Apparently, you know. The woman who stopped by my house, who lived there in the 60s, said her mom was a little, I mean, she said her mom was a little bonkers and painted the entire house red. Mm-hmm. And it, it, off the, the inside, inside yeah. the walls and ceiling and everything and red. And the bathroom black, And the right? bathroom black. Uh-huh. Oh, that's weird. Who knows what I'm going to find. Eventually, I've got to figure out, though, who, who finished the attic and who put the little children's room up there. That's and what who I put, know. like, the door floors in. The door floors, yeah. I'm getting back towards, I'm going to guess that was in the 60s, so... I think I'll get back to that person. Before well, long. didn't you say the woman who visited you, didn't she say that the attic was unfinished when yeah. she lived there? Mm-hmm. And when did she move? Uh, she would have moved in the late 50s, I believe. Well, 60 years. Well, may- no, maybe she moved in the 60s. There, I'm getting close to the gap yeah. of where it was. So, I mean, so it had to, it happened after her, so you need to find yeah. out when she left. Yeah. The problem is I don't know how many owners there were between then. Oh, Again, boy. all I know is... The Bushews sold it to the other couple in 1979. The Bushews? Bushews. Okay. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Got some food stories to start off with, Greg. Some delicious food stories. Well, a van driver in England got into trouble and was pulled over after he was found carrying... An excessive amount of cheese. Too much cheese, he was told. Oh, the cheese. Is there a problem over there? Okay, I'm getting the finger. Beds, cams, and Hertz Roads Policing Unit. What the hell? God, England is weird. Uh, Says the vehicle was 41% over its cheese weight limit with 2,822 pounds of cheese. Uh, More cheese than it was permitted to carry. Did you know that you were only permitted to carry a certain amount of cheese. There's a limit on cheese? There's a limit on cheese, and they were uh, almost 3,000 pounds over the cheese limit. That's a, That seems like a lot. That's a lot of cheese. Like, you know you're That's a lot of cheese. So the police said that the vehicle was prohibited to continue until the excess cheese was removed from the vehicle, or perhaps maybe it was eaten? We don't really know. Eventually the driver was 3, able to... 3,000 pounds of cheese? Eventually the driver was able to... Empty the van down to a reasonable weight and a reasonable amount of cheese and call a backup van to carry the extra cheese. I was going to say, what do they do with the extra extra cheese? I think that they had like a cheese party and then he called another van to to fill with the other cheese. Huh. Yeah. It's a tremendous amount of cheese. I know. Cheese is delicious. 3,000 pounds. What kind of cheese was it? It doesn't say, Greg. Okay. Like I, I would have told you. Okay. You know how much I respect cheese, and I would tell you. I know you do. You're, I know. You're a cheese respecter. Okay. Hey, so you're a, um, you're a fan of Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, I mean, I am. Let me just, I don't have no idea what you're about to say, but I will say my statement on Rick and Morty. Yes, it's Greg's a, making a bold statement right no, now, everybody. No, I am not making a bold statement. Um, I'm just saying, I like Rick and Morty. I do. I think it's a funny show. I'm a very late adopter of it. I just started watching it a couple months ago. I find it very, very funny, but... The more I keep reading about these fucking idiots that are taking it way too far, like liking Rick and Morty and the people like protesting McDonald's for the Szechuan sauce, mm-hmm. they're starting to ruin it. They're they're ruining it. 
Yes. They're, they're blowing it. Well, they're making has- it seem like it's... They're making you not even want to say that you watch Rick and Morty. It has nothing to do with the people that created it. They're fine. Anyway, that's all. Deep that's thoughts by sick Greg. <laughs> that's my statement. All right, yeah. They're so ruining it. You did mention the McDonald's thing, of course, because yes. uh, McDonald's made a bunch of Rick and Morty crazy asshole people mad because they didn't have enough uh, Szechuan sauce last weekend. But a Michigan woman decided to take advantage of the mania that was going on around this uh, Szechuan cha- sauce. So her name's Rachel Marie. Do you even know why that that is, the Szechuan sauce, what it has to do with? Yeah, because it's like supposed to be like his life's mission to bring it back because it's from Mulan. Like, yeah, it was just like some silly It was an thing. off thing from Mulan. Uh, when it was like a movie promotion in 1998. Yeah, and they made it a side bit that Rick really likes that sauce, so he yeah, wants to exactly. travel through time to get it. Mm-hmm. So this woman named Rachel Marie... Actually managed to go to one of the McDonald's, wait in line for hours, and get one of the packets of the Szechuan sauce. And in turn, she was able to trade that one packet for a car. No shit. A Rick and Morty fan gave her a car in exchange for one Szechuan packet. Wow. So she's a 23-year-old graphic designer, a huge fan of Rick and Morty as well, um, and, of course, which featured the condiment as a key plot device in the season three premiere in the episode. Uh, Rick declares it his life mission to get the sauce. Uh, since then, fans have wanted to try it. So she said in an interview with Huffington Post when McDonald's said they were bringing it back, I thought it would be cool to get one of the sauces. The 23-year-old graphic designer drove 45 minutes to Detroit early in the morning and waited hours until the sauces became available Around 2 p.m. that day. She said by the time that happened, there were hundreds of people waiting. The line was around the building. So they only had 20 packets available, but both her and one of her friends got one of the packets. So, wow. um So she started getting contacted by people. She's a part of um, this community on Facebook called Pin Nation, where people like uh, trade like ceramic pins and like different things. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I don't want pins. I kind of need a car. So she started to like negotiate with this. And... Um, so she found a person willing to trade her one single Szechuan sauce packet for a 2000 Volkswagen Golf MK4 that actually drives. Wow. She said, so he's unnamed. She said he drove the car over, so I knew it was running. He was a dedicated fan of the show and already had a second car. So he said he didn't need this one anymore. I mean, just I don't need this car anymore so I can just trade it for a fucking sauce packet. Mm-hmm. For one sauce packet. So um, Business Insider actually in- interviewed the man who did not... I'm looking up the Kelly Blue Book on it right now just to see what... A 2000 Volkswagen Golf MK4. Uh, so Business Insider interviewed the man who did not wish to be named. I can't, I'm shocked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, her friend... So she got the car. Uh, her friend was trying to sell her packet as well. But uh, people are offering... So she didn't get a car, but uh, people are offering as much as $300 for one of those sauce packets. Damn it. Uh, did they have... I'm sure they must have had it in Portland, too. Uh, I have no idea. Should have gotten some. Just for that reason. I mean, that's just the thing. I always forget just about for that. Just the resale thing. Yeah, the just resale like the value. the Eclipse glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Still, um, the Eclipse glasses thing keeps me up at night. What? Not buying a bunch of them just so you could resell them to people that, that wanted them? makes me sound like such an asshole, but I mean... No. Like, people forgot to buy Eclipse glasses. That wasn't... Your fault. It wasn't my fault. Like, if I happened to stockpile them and sell them for, like, $5 a piece when I got them for a dollar a yeah. piece, that's fine. That's called profit. Commerce. That is a... We're an economic society here. We're... 
capitalists. So. All right, so always, yeah, so uh, reach for the stars, man. If you have something that somebody else deems worthy, reach for the it. stars. <laughs> then your stars are in 2000 golf, <laughs> VW golf. Hey, seriously, if you have something that somebody else wants, trade it for what you want. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah, for a, for a, Sauce packet. Okay, if that yeah, guy is if that guy's stoked to get a Szechuan packet, and she's stoked to get a car. That is equal trade. Yeah, that is just fine. Still trying to see what the price is on those things. Okay, that's all right. We can figure it out sometime, Greg. All right. Do you know the coffee chain Tim Hortons? It's more on the East Coast. Have you? It's a Canadian. Oh, Canadian. Yes, it's Canadian. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tim Hortons has created a new latte. That nobody has ever Wait, made I got before. myself a latte at Hortons. I love the way that um, Canadians say latte. Latte. They say latte? Well, I mean, at least in being Erica. The, a latte? Amazing. She's like, oh, I want to go get a latte. Latte. Love it. Yeah, love latte, it. go to Cat. Well, if you're going to go to Tim Hortons in Canada, you can go get yourself a buffalo latte. It's called a buffalo latte, and it combines mocha with tangy buffalo sauce. Ew. Ew. Gross. Yes, the same buffalo sauce usually served with blue cheese. So uh, Stephen Goldstein is the regional president of Tim Hortons. And he says, uh, Tim Hortons and buffalo sauce were both born in 1964. So why not take these two buffalo staples and combine them? Okay, let's let's be honest. And... And I love Canada. And they came up with a... I mean, poutine is absolutely amazing. Poutine's great. Poutine is magic. But... These are also the people who use mayonnaise as a dipping sauce. Oh, I use mayonnaise as a dipping sauce. Yeah, so I'm it's just saying, so maybe not the most culinary, culinary. Oh yes, says the guy that celebrates chicken strips and taquitos. I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying uh, I, I don't. But I also don't dip them in mayonnaise. Okay, if you've never tried dipping your fries are, in mayonnaise, it's so. Good. We're talking about a latte with buffalo I'm sauce. I'm not saying that sounds good, but I'm well, saying you're you can't just put them together. Like just because I like dipping my fries in mayonnaise doesn't mean that I'm gonna drink a mocha with buffalo sauce in it. I'm not a monster. It sounds about the same thing to me. No, okay. it's not the same thing. All right. So it says uh, so they've paired the sweet mocha with the tangy buffalo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> they've come together to create an unexpectedly delicious sweet and spicy treat. That they hope that their guests will enjoy. It's like they're just trying to find an excuse to drink buffalo sauce mm-hmm. in the mornings. I need an excuse to drink buffalo oh, sauce. Oh boy, sure wish I could have some of that buffalo sauce for everybody judges. Oh, what if I put it into a latte? If I have it in my latte, nobody will even know the difference. Are you trying to do a Canadian accent or what? No, was... are you? Yeah. It was terrible. It's terrible. Go back to your hoose. In my food-themed, in my food-themed stories, another story at a Sher- Sherwood Park. Doesn't say where it is. Strathcona, Strathcona County. Greg, find out where Strathcona County. Strathcona is. County. All right, Strath- I'm on it. With the th, Kona County. Wait, it's being noted in the live chat. Really quick, Rick says. Says the guy who once said it was okay for syrup to get on eggs. It is okay for syrup. to No, get on it eggs. is not. No, if you're eating breakfast, yeah, you put you waffles, A, never pancakes. Pancakes are gross. Eat waffles, and then you put the syrup over the waffle, and if it bleeds over into your eggs, it's okay. Oh, no, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good at all. What are we looking for? Strathcona County? Yeah. So it's, this is also in Canada? Oh, is it? Yeah, Alberta. All right, it's in Alberta. There we go. So I can keep going with my amazing accent, right? Sure, yeah. All right, there we go. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Here it is. Uh, out of out of Alberta. It's in Canada. Uh, Alberta police are asking for the public's help to identify a man of cu- accused of filling his pants with stolen meat. <laughs> My pants were full of stolen meat. And the pants were full of stolen meat. Well, according to police reports, aren't they? Are they police in Canada? You're talking about the Mounties? The Mounties. I think they're still called police. Aren't they? Or are, are, is, that the, is that the term? I don't know. I thought Mounties were like sheriffs. Are, do they have horses? I feel like Mounties have to be mounted on something. That's like Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So they're mounted on horses. Well, I think that's the original term. Maybe not what they so are The Mounties now. are mounted. And the police are the police. Yeah, I think the, like cities have like there's a Vancouver Greg's sick police brain department. Is fun because it's really easy to confuse him. It it is right now. I'm uh, all right. Well, I mean they're Royal Canadian Mounted Police, so they're still. I mean, police. this is dedication. Mounties are the Mounties. When you wake up at like wake up one day, so this happened at one p.m. in the afternoon. One p.m. So someone's like, "Hey, you know what I want to do today? Shove a bunch of meat in my pants." Yeah. I think that's a you know I need to go to the grocery store. Need to pick up my dry crime baby. of opportunity. Need to shove some meat in my pants. Yeah. All right, so according to police, between 1 p.m. and 1.10 p.m., a man entered Costco. Uh-oh, Costco. Oh, boy, okay. Headed to the meat section and put several packages of meat into his pants. Dropped him right in the pants. Down to the front. Okay, so down the front of the coveralls he was wearing. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Coveralls are a perfect perfect. thing if you're going to be doing that. Especially if he has his his pants tucked into some rubber boots or something. There's no meat slippage. Like It's not going to fall out of No, I mean, he's doing it the the right way. Who who saw him, though? Uh, I don't know if it was was surveillance. It says, uh, oh, surveillance. Yep. They did, so they didn't see it until after he had escaped the store with the meat in his pants, because he left without paying for the meat in his pants. Okay. Uh, so right. Alberta police are releasing surveillance images to the public to hope uh, in hope of identifying the suspected the suspected meat thief, the meat smuggler, the meat pants smuggler. Uh, anyone with information is urged to contact the Alberta Mountain. So he's on the run, basically, from... With meat in his pants. With meat in his pants, but he's... I mean, just look for the guy with the barbecue. That's what's going to be. It does not specify what kind of meat. I'm going to guess bacon. That's probably easily packaged. Steaks. I was thinking steaks. Lots of steaks. <sighs> yeah, if they're individually packaged or yeah. something like that. Maybe. I mean, if you're stealing I mean, a bacon's meat. real easy to steal. I you, mean, I would think. Yeah, it's it all in like packages you can shove down. Experience. Well, I mean, the package is, like, flat, so you can wrap it around your legs and your coveralls and... But he doesn't need to wrap right it around. There. If he has coveralls, he can just like plop, 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 plop. Yeah. Like drop it all down. I mean, it's true. I do have one final story that doesn't have to do with food, but it does have to do with aliens. And finally, a story out of Florida. If it's got aliens, I'm in. I know you are. Finally, a story out of Florida. A Miami politician who is currently running for office says that aliens took her on a spaceship... And she's not afraid to talk about it. Yes. And I mean, isn't there something just about saying the words? And again, this isn't any uh, slight to the city of Miami, but Miami politician. Do you have any like good connotations with that? Greg, let Be me like, tell you a little oh, bit well, more about this. Oh, that sounds probably like not, a good person. Let me tell you about this not insane woman. Well, a congressional candidate from Miami named Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera says that she has been on board of spaceship and she lived to tell the tale. Yes, it was crewed by aliens 
and she has not been shy about describing them in detail. Oh, okay, let's hear the details. So she first recounted this back now in 2009. Now I'm just picturing her as uh, Kate McKinnon on SNL when mm-hmm. she's doing her alien. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is how she described them. She said that they were three blonde, big-bodied beings. <laughs> Okay. Two females and one... I like one, your aliens so far. And one male. So this happened when she was a wee girl. Uh, they visited her when she was seven years old, and since then have communicated telepathically with her several times throughout her life. So these big-bosomed aliens... Three blonde, big-bodied beings. Okay. Big-bodied beings? That's the weirdest thing. I mean, are phrase. they like... Well, she does. She does have a uh, a comparison of what they look like. So okay. Um, so Rodriguez Aguilera, fifty nine years old, a Republican who is running to replace retiring Miami Republican Representative Ileana Leighton, and I don't know, okay. recounted her experience during a two thousand nine television interview, which of course is now currently popping up since she's running for Congress, and she went on a talk show talking crazy about being abducted by aliens. Yeah. All right. So when she was talking about it. During this 2009 television uh, interview, she described going up inside of the spaceship. So whether uh, it went into space or just hovered around in the air was unclear. She never quite specified. Okay. She said, uh, I went in. There were some round seats that were in there and some quartz rocks that controlled the ship. Not like airplanes with their engines. Some quartz rocks. Quartz rocks. Okay. So in two separate videos... um, Let's see. So one was uh, by a local Spanish language uh, station, America TV. Okay. Another one by a political critic, um, Rodriguez Aguilar, spoke on television in detail about her extraterrestrial experiences. She said the alien beings reminded her of the famous statue in Rio de Janeiro, uh, Christ the Redeemer, that giant. Wait, thing. how does they were that big? I don't know. She said. Well, she did describe them. They as were large-bodied, big-bodied big beings. Big-bodied, big voluptuous beings. aliens. Okay. Um, so that's blonde, how she big bodied aliens with their arms like, outstretched. She said something that they they look like they had their arms outstretched. But I want to tell you, so um, like doing the Creed pose, like arms Okay. Also, the things that she learned while she was on the alien ship. These are a couple of the things. Uh, she so she learned that there were um, these are things that she said in her not insane interview. She said there are thirty thousand skulls different from humans in a cave in the Mediterranean island of Malta. Wait, the aliens told her this? Yes. Okay. 30,000 skulls, uh, different from humans. So not human skulls, just alien. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of other skulls there are. on the planet that it's true. could not different be true. Different from humans that can doesn't be mean like they're any alien. other type of skull. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a cave in the Mediterranean Isle of Ma- uh, island of Malta. Uh, she also learned from the aliens the world's energy center is in Africa. Uh, the Coral Castle, which is a limestone tourist attraction in South Miami... Is actually an ancient Egyptian pyramid. Oh. Uh, and also, she did claim that the alien said that God is a universal and en- uh, energy. Okay. All right. And that's about all that she said. So, if you are in the Miami area and want to vote for this crazy lady, she's running for Congress, which would actually seem about right. So, she's probably going to win. You probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had to put money down, she will win. Rodriguez Aguilera. There it is. There it is. Big bodied blonde aliens. Blonde big bodied Pulled beings. me into their ship. Oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of big bodied beings, I do have 
an update. Oh, we have to follow up. I do have an update. Oh, I don't okay. believe it's a thrilling conclusion, but I do have uh, something to move it along. Okay, we've got some uh, yes. some continuing coverage. A continuing if you will. coverage. All right, and anyway, there you have it. There's your world of crazy. That was excellent, Sarah. Good world of crazy. Greg, I Good, really solid, appreciate it. Solid world of crazy. You know, I'd appreciate more. You know what I haven't listened to in um, in a little while. What that I would really like to hear. What? Hang on, I have it right here. Give me just a second, and here it is. Oh God! All right, let's see if she can make it to the bathroom and back. She might not make it back in time. Oh, I forgot one more verse. Wow, Sarah, what a lovely time to play that song. Wasn't it? I thought it was very natural. I like how you were very quiet during it, not saying a single word. Almost like you left the room and went somewhere. Absolutely not. I just feel like it's been a long time since people have heard it. Mm -hmm. We're leading into Baltock. It's a a song about a psychic octopus who was able Uh (laughs) to predict sports games. Right. It just seemed natural. It it did. It was so natural. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. No problem, Greg. My pleasure. Thank you for that. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Uh, it's just a short ball talk today. Don't, I don't have a lot going on. Um, I will say this. In the NFL news, Sarah, Aaron Rodgers. Eee. What happened? He broke his collarbone. Oh, yeah. On his throwing arm. Oh, yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, probably Aaron Rodgers, Is that one you know, of those star of the that, NFL. That you can't, like, really hit. Like, you have to just kind of wait. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, oh. there's not much you can do except, like, not move it. And when you're a quarterback, that's kind of a bad spot, especially on your throwing arm. So it sounds like he may be out for the rest of the season, which pretty much tanks the Packers season. Um, so, yeah, that sucks. Just, you know, like to see somebody get injured, but that's, yeah. that's where it is. Um, also, in ball talk, the Major League Baseball playoffs continue, although it's all kind of a farce because the team I picked isn't still in it. So, uh, nonetheless, the yeah, Astros. Yeah, jinxed them. Yeah, jinxed them, Nibla. And the Yankees are playing uh, Astros lead 2-0. Two, 2-0. Two, zero. Two zero. Oh, boy. I believe that is a best of seven series as well, winner going on to the World Series. Baseball never ends. Um, it goes on forever. It really does. Uh, this last, I mean, like I said, there's not a ton going on in ball talk. Um, oh, uh, every everybody lost in college football over the weekend. I can't remember what my predictions were. I'm sure I'll find out. Uh, with my sick brain, I'm trying to recall everything. Uh, Washington oh, you can't State, blame it Sarah, on your sick brain. Washington State, Sarah, I'm sorry, is no longer in the running. Becoming America's best football team. Oh, I'm They shocked. have lost. They lost to an unranked team. They lost to Cal. That's all right. How's OSU doing? Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So WSU is OSU still doing- actually almost won this weekend. <laughs> it was it was shocking. They almost, almost after firing their coach. Still lost, though, no, right? they still figured out a way to lose it. 
So that happened. Uh, UW also lost. U of O also lost. So not so good for the Northwest schools. Northwest schools just kind of plummeted over this last weekend. Um, so there's that. And lastly, I wanted to play this. So there is a an NFL announcer by the name of Dick Stockton. So he's uh, works for Fox. And, you know, if you've ever watched a game, they're reading a lot of what's just on the screen in front of them when it comes to stats and everything. So I wanted to play this. This is uh, Dick Stockton doing his live read, going, uh, I think, going into the halftime on, uh, on Fox. I'm just going to play it and see if you can point out what's uh, odd about it. On the Visa halftime report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Well, sometimes... Did you hear this? On the Visa halftime report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Oh, my God. Well, sometimes... Young offensive tackle right there. <laughs> oh, wow. On the Visa halftime report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Great story. That was it. That's that was all I would have. And rich. What? Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. This guy is Ron Burgundy. So that was Dick Stockton live on the air. Look to graphic for the final two bullet, <laughs> bullet points. points. Oh, man. There we go. I'm Greg Nibbler. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> Are you Greg Nibbler? Uh, I'm, I'm Greg, Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Did you just do that? Oh, my God. Greg is delirious. I am. Um, I'm, I'm, You've never said I'm, I'm Greg powering Nibbler? through. I'm, I'm powering through. I'm Greg Nibbler. Uh, my brain right. is not firing. Well, at why don't all we cylinders. do the? Why don't we do an update on Let's the Bigfoot do that. story, and then we can get you. We'll send you on your merry way, so you can go home and drink tea. That sounds wonderful. Yes, and not infect anybody else. I like this idea. Yes. All right. Hang on. Let me help uh, me. Pull up. <laughs> Will you help me? <laughs> I have to pull up some of my music. Okay. Like last time we left off, so we have been following this story that this gentleman, this attention-seeking attention, attention whore, if you will. Named Joel, who has been dragging out for about a month and a half on yes. one of the Facebook groups that Greg and I both belong to, which is called Bigfoot 911. Yes. This is totally, that. totally not full of crazy people who no. think that they've seen Bigfoot or post about their encounters. Not at all. And this is the story where this guy, he's ostensibly originally was telling the story of how he first saw a Bigfoot. Yes. But now he's stretched it out over weeks. He's and over weeks and he has people like begging for his story and then like he's been in like he claims that he works at a hospital but now he's like in the hospital. Oh he's and in then, the hospital now. But now he's like out of the hospital but okay. then like his girlfriend who is totally real you mm-hmm. know is telling him like you know not to not to write too much because you know how Exhausting it can be to write a paragraph on Facebook. On a face in a Facebook group, it's just really taking the wind out of his sails. Oh, okay. So he's struggling to write this. So he's, yeah, been he's dragging... writing, complaining about struggling to yeah. write on Facebook. So this guy okay. named Joel has been posting this story piece by piece on Bigfoot nine one one. I mean, definitely going to be a book, probably a movie deal, multiple movies. I would imagine this guy just thinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure in his mind it is. Yeah, yeah. So he started the story uh, September nineteenth. Okay, so it's been about a month. Okay. All right. So where can we? Can and he's still. I'm, I'm just looking. He posted 57 minutes ago saying, "I'm going to try and get my next entry done ASAP if I'm not called back into work." 
Okay. He's a, he's a lying liar. Okay. But I so do have another. Do, can we second. get a quick recap of where we're at right now? All right. <clears throat> like it started off with him having a sexy dream about Halle Berry. So he was having a sexy dream about Halle Berry. Then uh, him and his uh, family went into the woods. He sets up his, uh, like they're going hunting or something. So they wake up early in the morning. He sets up his uh, his rack, his like gun rack. They're up in the trees that they can like shoot oh, animals yeah. uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember at some point he gets sprayed by a skunk. Remember? Yes, that's he right. He gets sprayed by a skunk. Sprayed so he by thinks a skunk, that might be masking thinks- his odor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I think it's leading up to, like, he heard something crunching, and then he, like, turned behind him. So I think that that was where we had left off. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, in the in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, uh, someone's attractive cousin says, if I remember last entry, he covered the time from when he was about to see Bigfoot until just before he saw Bigfoot. Okay, so I have right now, when Bigfoot, I might have missed, like, some paragraph in between, so we're just going to go into this one, and it'll be fine. Yeah, you got it. Because I have the end. I just kind of cut and pasted the part that looked more. I, I made sure that I had it saved so that he didn't take it away. Okay. That's how much I care about you guys. All right, here we go. So oh he didn't see Bigfoot, and then he's seen Bigfoot. Okay. So here he is seeing Bigfoot. Okay. I sat and watched the young man beast. He was definitely big enough to be a grown man. I'm six one. <laughs> yeah, right. And he looked my <laughs> height. Totally fucking swole, too. <laughs> His weight, I couldn't honestly say. I never said I, I never said I could work the guess your age or weight stand at an amusement park. <laughs> LOL. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. If I were to be forced to say, I would probably say between 160 and 175 pounds. He was what my grandma would call slim. Even with hair covering most of his body, he looked slim. It's what my grandma would call slim? What the... <laughs> what is this? Like, it's just random references I that he's trying to, like, pepper in for his... You know, literary achievement award. As I watched the young man beast, he would pick up an ear of corn, and instead of putting the ear of corn to his mouth, as I would assume bears would do, or eat it by being on all fours and putting his mouth down to it like four-legged animals would do, he would hold the ear of corn in one hand and pick at the hardened kernels with the other hand, popping them in to his mouth one or two at a time. I do not believe that. I don't think that's how a Bigfoot would eat. He would then give that joyous laughing growl while lifting his head up to the forest canopy (laughs) as if to give thanks to his god or gods. (laughs) That's what it says. He'd then grab the kernels and pop them again in his mouth and crunch them loudly. He'd then roll around in the corn pile on his back <laughs> like a breakdancer from the early 80s. So he's so excited about eating the corn, he's rolling around on the ground like... Like a, like a breakdancer from the early 80s, rolling around in his corn pile. Sorry, I'm trying to add in the sound effects. Then he'd but... jump quickly and begin picking up every kernel, piece of grass and corn shucking and uh, out of his hair from head to toe. All right, so he's picking it all out of his fur. Okay, so he just made a big corn, a sexy corn mess. Mm-hmm, he was a big, hairy, slim... Slim, sexy corn mess. Yeah, what, what grandma would call slim. Young beast man. Or what was it? Man beast? Man beast, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, let me say yeah, it this. it is being noted uh, by Ebert. He was out in the woods hunting, so I am also confused about the corn <laughs> I don't know where he there. got the corn. <laughs> I mean, that does it seem... It is really... There is no explanation as to where the... Strange, because you're right. Yeah, he was supposed to be... The sexy man beast got the corn. Up in a blind where he was going to hunt deer, and that's generally you don't shoot up in a cornfield. But I'm all right, and it's then so he 
stops calling him young man beast here, and he never really gives a, uh, like a description, but he starts calling him Junior. The slim young man beast. Oh, he starts calling him oh, Junior. Like a, wait, he starts calling him Junior? This Ew. is for some reason. Yeah, that's, it's Just like creepy. out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. He says, let me say this. While watching the corn show going on, I never once You know he's sitting of- there up in his blind just... I never once thought of Junior, in, in quotation marks, as being a human. Maybe it was all the hair. Maybe it was his gap-toothed, thin mouth and flat nose. I don't know. When but does it, Halle Berry come back But it this? wasn't until I was out of those woods that I first thought of him as a man. Oh. Wait, you. Uh. I think Junior is his new Halle Berry. I'm so stuffed up I can't laugh enough <laughs> appropriately for this. <laughs> Rolling around with his slim body. It was during slim his... Slim hair Greg, body. let me continue. Covered in corn. It was during the- his corn grooming that I... <coughs> heard the chirping. Damn it, Sam, try not to call. I heard the chirping begin to my right. <coughs> Junior heard it as well, leaping over the food pile uh. and landing on all fours. He upturned his head and sniffed the air, oh. rotating his head from left to right and back and forth. His musk emanating off of his hairy, slim body. S- sitting in my tree, I thought. That motherfucker is going to bust my skunk-piss-smelling ass. uh, You started saying bust. I thought it was going to be something else. I thought as I took a deep breath in and held it, Junior, his head held high, bared his gap teeth, and I heard a low growl come from his throat. But he never responded to the whistles in any other way. He was still on all fours when he turned toward the tree I was in. Elbows and knees bent, bringing his back parallel to the ground. Head and nose close to the ground, he began hunting a smell. That could have only been me. Ooh, he's getting a little hot and bothered by getting caught. He worked slowly, from right to left, across the 30-something yards between us. It wasn't until he had gotten close enough to me that I could hear him sniffing the ground that I began to panic. God damn! God damn! (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Did I just think it? From the same mouth. It goes from like first person to like third person. Like I just. (laughs) This is his method. From the same mouth or mind that just cursed at God, I began praying. I don't remember what I prayed or how long I prayed. I just, just prayed. I opened my eyes. Junior was right under my tree. I took my nine millimeter into my shaking hand and pointed it straight down, zeroing in on Junior's head. If he looked up. And that's when the tears started. That was not a gun that he was pointing. Not sobbing tears, but quiet tears rolling down my cheeks and onto my jacket. Please, God, please don't let him kill me. Don't let him kill me. Junior looked up. Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion. Oh, no. Yes, a Bigfoot 911. Who's to say what's to happen? We'll never know. Wow. Ah, that's what you call a guarantees, everybody. As Rick says in the live chat, are we letting bust my skunk piss ass go without comments? <laughs> no, that's what he's... Remember, he got skunked yeah, on. Yeah, yeah so that's skunk piss. Mm-hmm. No, he had said that before. He bust used that my phrase. skunk piss ass. He didn't want Junior to bust his skunk uh-huh. pick at, p- piss ass. We need to compile this whole thing, because obviously, you know, we're at the... You're hearing it here first. Mm. A couple of years, it'll be starring Tom Hanks. It'll be like a major. No, because major the skunk piss picture. was what uh, he thought kept Junior from smelling yeah. him the first mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. As he ruled around. Also, I feel like hairy. I could start a career reading like Bigfoot porn. Yeah. I think I'm really good at it. It feels quite natural. Wow. 
Maybe you found your calling. Maybe I did. I'm like, been doing this radio thing for years, but you've just been meaning to do Bigfoot porn voiceover. Well, if you've got any Squatch porn and you need an audible book read, contact us, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, click on the Audible link right there. I don't know if there's any Squatch porn out there, but if you'd like Sarah to narrate You know it. there's Squatch porn out there. Yeah, but I don't know if it's narrated I don't know. Really, actually, I don't honestly want to narrate Squatch porn. Um, you just said you were pretty good at it, so send us an email. Also, do not forget, December 2nd, the first ever, the first annual Portland Podcast Festival. Uh, the website is now live, so you can go to pdxpodfest.com. And take a look at the website. There are samples of every show that's going to be on there. And like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We've got more information and stuff that's coming out today. Lots of things going on. But we are very excited for the festival. PDX Podfest. Uh, One of the fine shows on that, it comes directly from the Fun Employment Radio Network, and that is Rip City Bad Boys. Yeah, Rip City Bad Boys. We will be playing their newest episode. They're back for the new season. We'll be playing that right after this show on the Fun Employment Radio Network. So if you're a live subscriber, you're going to get to hear it here right now. Um, All right, Greg, you need to go home. I do. I need to go home. Okay, you did a good job today, thank Greg. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little out of it. You're doing great. Okay. All right, go get better. I will go get better. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow <laughs> with more Fun He's Employment Greg Radio. Nibbler. Dot com. <laughs> thank uh, you, everybody. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.